Life as a cancer mom is very overwhelming and oftentimes feels very lonely, like you're all alone and nobody understands what you're going through. But I want you to know that I am here and I do. My name is Laura and I am going to share with you my journey while helping you try to navigate yours. I also want to offer you support and love, resources, and also facts that you can share with family and friends around you. I hope at the end of this you understand that you are never alone. Welcome to a new episode of From the Mouth of a Cancer Mom. I am your host, Laura Stoner. Um, I just want to say I'm so glad that you guys are here. Um, and you're helping me celebrate two months of doing this podcast. And I cannot thank you enough for helping this become something that I've done. Um... I didn't know it was a dream until I started looking into it, and I absolutely love doing this. I'm so grateful for all of you. Um, I just want to get started with this week's episode. Um, it is going to be a little emotional for me because it's about something that I'm going through right now, right at this moment. But I also know a few other moms that are going through it right now at this moment, too. And I figured it would be a really great thing to talk about this week. Um, so if you've never been in the cancer world, you've probably never heard of a cancerversary, which you can probably infer is exactly what it sounds like is the anniversary of a cancer date. Um, some people celebrate it because their warrior has come so far since the day they were diagnosed. Other people absolutely dread this day and they hate it. And their anxiety kicks in to like a hundred. And there's nothing else they can do about it. Um, I'm one of those people that hates it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why. For me, I have a lot of guilt that surrounds all of this. Um I had just started a new job two weeks before Everly was diagnosed with cancer, okay? She had been so whiny and crying and just was not doing well with not being around me 24-7. And I thought it was just a thing because she hadn't been around. Like She hadn't been in daycare since she was like a baby, baby. So she didn't really remember it. And I thought that was, she was just having a hard time with that. Obviously I was very wrong. <laughs> um, but I have a picture from the Friday before Everly was diagnosed, which is two days that I took at the end of the day at daycare because she had some kind of a ball and she wanted to show it to her daddy. At the time, I just thought she was tired. I just thought that she was being a normal two-year-old, not wanting to be there, wanting to go home, wanting mommy and daddy because that's what she's used to. And I took this picture 
I thought nothing of it. Showed it to my husband. He thought nothing of it. Fast forward two days later. Well, I guess I should say fast forward that Saturday. My stepmom, I just picked up my kids. They were going to stay with them for the night so that Chance and I could have a date night or something because we hadn't had one since Veronica was born and she was three months old and I was getting restless, you know, being in the house all the time. She calls me a couple hours later and tells me that Everly has a fever. She looks really pale. Do you want to meet me at the emergency room or do you want to go get her? And they live an hour away from us. So we met halfway. And I picked them up and brought them home. And Gwen came home too, obviously, because, you know, little kid didn't want to see herself. We go to bed. The very next day, Everly does nothing but sleep. And I just thought it was really weird. I woke her up enough to give her Tylenol to try to get the fever to go down because she had a really high fever. I think the highest it got was 104. And she would not wake up. Wouldn't. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to take her to the emergency room. And while I wrestled with that decision, I got on Google. <laughs> Don't get on Google. <clears throat> Excuse me. I typed in her symptoms into Google, into what it could be. Because I had felt this nudge in the back of my mind to feel her throat. And you have lymph nodes in that area. And they were the size of those little small red grapes that you can go by at the store. And they were hard. So, I get on Google. And Google says it's cancer. I say it's not. That's not possible. I think it's strep throat. I take her to the ER. She's so dehydrated. She's so pale. And the doctor comes in. And he hadn't even touched her. All he did was he asked me what I, why I brought her in. And I told him about the fever. I told him about the sleeping. I told him about the lymph nodes. And he didn't touch her. He ordered blood work and he ordered an IV for her to get fluids. And in my back of my head that entire time, I knew what I found on Google was right. I didn't want to believe it. I didn't want it to be right. Because how could I not see that sooner? But in a little less than an hour later, he comes in and tells me that she has a blood disease. She's very, very sick. 
And the life flight helicopter is on the way. Immediately, I start feeling like the worst mom in the world. How could I have not seen that? How could I have not noticed that she was so sick? How could I have pushed her so much? And because of COVID, I was not allowed on that helicopter. So I had to watch my baby fly off alone. And drive back to my house to get my husband, organize my kids with my mom so she could take them back to my dad's. Throw clothes in a bag and drive an hour away to the Children's Hospital in Illinois. While she was alone. And if it wasn't for the fact that my Aunt Mindy had been shopping with her friend Emily and her kids. And my mom had called them. And my aunt called me and said, we are not that far away. I will turn around right now. She would have been alone until I got there. But I called the hospital and they let her in. My aunt talked to the doctors and asked the doctors if she could stay even after we got there. Because she had been in the room while they were running the tests that they had to run there. And the things that they were talking about. And she knew that I was going to need somebody and that my husband was going to need somebody. The weeks leading up to this day last year, I was a wreck. It was so hard. I went back and I looked at the picture because I can't make myself delete it. And I probably never will. And it makes me feel horrible every time I look at it because I don't know just that. Not saying that I caused her cancer. I know I didn't do that. I know there was absolutely no explanation for that. But I feel like I could have caught it sooner. She'd been sick off and on for months. And all I let him do was call swab her for COVID. And they just kept telling me that she had a cold. For four months. And for some reason yesterday, it just hit me really hard that we're coming up on two years. I think part of it is that I've gone back to work. My work back at the daycare that I was working at when she was diagnosed. 
I looked at the calendar and I was just like, I am 13 days away from the date my baby was diagnosed with cancer. And I literally just started my job two years ago on that day yesterday. Not knowing that my child was fighting, trying so hard to fight off this cancer, which obviously wasn't working. I wish I knew better now. I wish I knew better then. I wish I would have known all of the things that I know now. I feel like that should be like a standard. You know? I feel like that should be a standard for anybody that wants to practice family medicine. Anybody that wants to be a pediatrician. You have to study the signs of childhood cancer. But because it's rare, it is not a requirement to study those things to become a doctor. And I'm not slurking or throwing shade at doctors themselves because it's not their fault that it's not a requirement. Do I believe if you're going to be in family medicine that you should do a little more research on things like that? I do. Because you could stop or help detect things a lot earlier than when parents are friendly like, what the heck is wrong with my kid? I've got a lot of emotions going around right now. A lot of anxiety. Scared that one year around the same time I'm going to get told her cancer's back. That something's going to happen to one of my other kids. Or I'm going to get told one of my other kids has cancer too. It terrifies me. Because Veronica's too now. I'm scared to death because she's so pale. I may have flipped out a little bit and her, the teachers in her room told me she had the beginnings of a fever and like woke up from her nap packing and caught like choking on some snot or something. And I called my mom to pick them up and she picked the girls up and took Veronica to urgent care. There. She was swabbed, checked for an ear infection, checked for a strep throat. Everything came back negative. And they said she probably has a seasonal virus. <laughs> because I'm so anxious and I'm so scared. The cancer is going to come back. Either in Everly or one of my other girls. And I can't mentally deal with that. I I know I will, I will do everything that I absolutely have to do to get my children through everything in life, especially cancer or whatever serious illness they have to deal with. But mentally, I am so broken 
any other mom going through this would tell you the same thing. They are so broken from everything we've witnessed our child going through, everything we've had to deal with, the struggles that if it were to come back, we're going to just be a shell of the person that we used to be. And I can promise you, I will just be a shell if it comes back in either Everly or any of my other children. I need to take my own advice and find another therapist. I haven't been to therapy in a couple months and I know that that would help so much. So if you're listening to this and you're going through the same thing, please find a therapist. And then maybe we can reach out to you. You can reach out to me and we can uh, keep each other accountable that we're going to therapy because therapy is so helpful. And I know that it's so helpful, but here I am. I haven't been in months. And if you're having a hard time with your feelings and you don't have a therapist, don't hold them inside. Talk to your spouse, a friend, somebody. These feelings are too big and they're too hard to handle alone. And if you're somebody who has a hard time expressing your feelings and you tend to lash out when you're dealing with a lot, maybe inform the people around you what time of the year it is or what's going on in your mind and just apologize ahead of time if you accidentally snap out on them because it's not their fault that you're going through these feelings. It's not their fault that you're suddenly overwhelmed by everything else around you because you're dealing with this. It's not. They still deserve respect no matter what you're going through. And they can't help you and they can't step up to be the extra helping hand if they don't know what's going on. It's hard to share. It's hard to let know, people know that you're feeling what you consider a weakness. <laughs> But I'm going to tell you this right now. It's not weakness. You are not a weak person. You are a person that was dealt, excuse my French, a shitty hand. And you had no choice but to step up and handle it. And you're doing it the best that you can. I'm saying this for you. I'm saying this for me. Please don't ever think that you're going to burden somebody by saying, hey, I'm having a lot of emotions surrounding my kid's cancer. The date of diagnosis is coming up and there's just a lot going on in my head. I might need some extra time. I might need some extra grace. I might need some extra love. <laughs> don't be afraid to say those things because people need to hear them to be able to help you and you need to let them know so that you can get what you need just like everything communication is key 
I'm so happy that I have you guys here and that I can be here for you. I'm so happy that I've created this space that other cancer moms can come to and not feel like they're on their own, not feel like nobody understands. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. If you want to reach out and you need someone to talk to, I would be glad to. You can find me on Facebook at Laura Mae Stoner or on Instagram at Laura Stoner 2015. I may not respond right away, but I will respond. I love you guys. Have an amazing week. I know that you are never alone.